I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Anna where she's going to share with us how to keep your relationship strong while you are on the road. Hey Anna. Hi Debbie. (laughs) Thank you. How do you stay connected with your partner when you're on the road? How do you stay connected? Well, the thing is that the reality is you're you're connected by default (laughs) because you're spending so much bloody time together. And so how do you stay connected? Well, you know what, Debbie, I'm going to reverse this. And I think that it's very important to actually be disconnected for a little bit. So I think that while you're on the road, stay connected to yourself rather than to your partner mostly and, and focus on your own activities, focus on creating space for yourself. Yeah. And, and then I think that a lot of the times what really helps is having date nights, like specifically creating a time and place for you to go on a date because you're constantly together. What about when you are trying to communicate with each other? Since you're definitely together all the time, I'm sure there's a lot of issues when it comes to communication. Is there any techniques that you can share with us? In terms of communication, gosh, okay, yeah. One technique, don't use all social medias to communicate with your partner, especially if you're a woman. (laughs) Like men just go crazy. He's like, all right, where are we talking? Is this WhatsApp? Is this Messenger? Is it Slack? Like where are we talking and for what? So I think making it really simple will delete or remove any kind of confusion. And I think, you know, because I study femininity and masculinity, I think it's really important to understand how men and women communicate because we communicate very differently. You know, for us women, it's very important to talk. Well, not just to talk, but, you know, to share our feelings, to be heard. And a lot of women, what what's very easy to do actually on the road is to treat your masculine partner or your man as an emotional tampon where you just got to tell him everything and share and share away, blah, 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 you know? And I feel like that really kind of takes away from the energy of the couple. And I'm learning constantly to actually distance myself from him sometimes and understand that he doesn't need to know everything, you know? It's like, he doesn't need to know every single minute of my day. Like it's, (laughs) It just steals away from romance. I think it steals away actually from sexual attraction as well. And so, you know, and I'm still obviously on my journey because I'm still young into marriage or I guess, you know, recently married. But I feel like communication is so important. And and I love when we don't actually communicate that often throughout the day, although we are business partners. So that that's hard. But I think creating that distance and actually going away sometimes really, really helps either the two of you going away you know, even if you're in a location for three months or just you, I feel like a woman traveling by herself doesn't need to stop traveling uh, because she's married or in a relationship. And I'm really looking forward to the time where I can just be by myself and creating that space for myself is really important. Like, for example, you know, I, we, we work in two different co-working spaces and it works great for us. I go to different yoga studios. I try not to do activities together, which is really hard actually, you know, so it takes a lot of effort to do that. But I feel like it's so important to have my own life and to kind of sustain that my own space. What about when you have financial issues or when you're trying to balance both of your finances? How do you deal with that? 
we are on this journey ourselves. You know, we are, we have a spreadsheet, for example, where we have a monthly budget, and we have identified what we need and how much both of us needs, and we stick to that budget. So every month, an amount hits my account, an amount hits his account, and that's it. And we have like different buckets. I mean, it was a long process. We worked with someone to get this through, but 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 we're doing it. And you know, I I can tell you that. Money is a really interesting energy and it shows a lot about yourself and your attitude towards your self-worth. And for me, it was a major transformation. Like I love shopping and I love buying beautiful things and everything. But at one time I was a shopaholic, like so many women out there. I wanted to fill the void with spending money. I didn't have enough. I never had enough because of where I came from, whatever. So in the relationship, it was very good because I came into this relationship already if not fully healed, let's say, but I've worked a lot on my mentality and I, and I don't need, honestly, I don't need much. You know, I had a suitcase full of stuff and, and then that's it. And I throw away my old dresses and when I'm in a new place, I buy my, my new dresses and, 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 uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's like that. So we have a common budget on things that we spend on the family for both of us. And then we have a separate budget. What is your take on feminine and masculine energy when it comes to relationships? Oh, my goodness. That's a whole podcast interview in itself, <laughs> Debbie. But if I would sam- summarize it, so I'm a big fan of David Data. And really quickly to explain to you the foundation, masculine and feminine energy in relationships is based on polarity. So the whole idea is that in a relationship, you will have what it is, a masculine partner and a feminine partner who play their roles and most successful relationships are actually the ones who are playing these roles and I personally and you know call me old-fashioned conservative whatever I personally have witnessed in my own life and have talked to many women where they attest to this where you have a 50-50 relationship in terms of balancing your energy as a feminine or masculine you depolarize the relationship sexual attraction goes down and the relationship is just not working and so According to David Dade, and I fully believe in it, most men would identify with having a masculine essence and most women would identify with having a feminine essence. Now, we all have both. And, you know, there's some theories that it's 50-50 in all of us. There's some theories that it's like 80-20. I'm more leaning towards the 80-20, but, you know, I think it really depends how you use it. And so as women, we identify more with feminine energy. And so what is the main difference in that is that think of an empty shelf, Right. A person who identifies with a masculine essence would want to keep that shelf empty. If you compare your my bedside set type, my bedside table with my husband's bedside table, what will you see? Like Debbie, you can answer this question yourself. Probably your bathroom is full of like little creams and perfumes and things like that. So that's the whole strategy in place. So a masculine essence person would want to leave it empty. In fact, a masculine essence person who is most of the time a man would want things to be empty. It's nothingness. It's presence. It's in nature. It's a mountain. It's direction. It is full, like going for it. And it's a little death, ejaculation, looking for result and all of that achievement. The feminine essence, on the contrary, it wants to feel things in terms of fill in the shelf. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's inspired 
and it's fulfilled more than more by feeling stuff, more by seeing stuff. So, so we're very uh, sensitive to all the five senses, for example, and we're more about receiving. We're more about flow and the force of life. So you think about the ocean, for example, it's constantly up, ups and downs. And I love how David Data explains and says to men, your woman is not crazy. Your woman, you know, <laughs> don't, don't make, don't make the feminine make decisions, for example. So it's this beautiful play between the two energies that makes the relationship successful. And I'm going to end with a polarity concept is that the idea or the theory goes like this. If you're a very, very, very feminine. So it's all a spectrum. It's like two sides of a pole, right? It's like the North Pole and the South Pole. They attract each other in, in, in the proportionate way. So if you're a very feminine woman, you will attract a very masculine man. If you're a masculine woman in the sense that you have a lot of masculine energy and I work with women and I myself was that woman who's like, go, go, go. No, we're going <laughs> to set the rules. And this is how things are going to work. And da, 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 da. you know, you're setting all the rules and you're doing everything and you're trying to prove the world. Da, 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 da. Most of the CEO women are like that. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of us go-getters are like that. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's great. Like, I just want to say that without masculine energy, women can't survive. Okay. <laughs> because if, if we just had all feminine energy, we'd just be like dancing in the woods and like nothing <laughs> will get done. But balancing and understanding your feminine essence is so important, especially in the relationships. Because if you are a masculine woman with a lot of masculine energy, you will demasculinize or emasculate your men. And then you will stop respecting him. You'll stop trusting him and your relationship will go to hell. And so that's why it's important <laughs> to do this work. And when I work with women on femininity, I tell them this is one of the most important work, if not the most important work, because so many women are tired. So many women are stressed and so many women are overworked and they think that they're not doing enough, Debbie. And yeah. that is like the epidemic of the 21st century. Oh, my goodness. That should be a speech, Debbie. Put me somewhere. <laughs> I should get a, like a motivational uh, reward or an award of the week for this. You, you should do a TED Talk. When, when is this happening? Okay. I should. <laughs> yes. I want to I actually do a TED Talk and talk about this because, because I'm tired of all this girl boss your way into whatever and then be unhappy all your life, you know? Oh, my goodness. You got me all passionate about it. Yeah. But I hope I answer your question, Debbie. Yes, and more. And more. Yes, definitely, Edda. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> you yeah. have interviewed a lot of men, right? From your previous podcast, Man Inside Show, what has been the best lesson that you've learned speaking to all of these different men? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I love men. You know, men men are amazing species. Uh, well, we're all one species, but you know what I'm talking about. I think what I learned, I was oblivious or like so many women, I did not know the masculine journey. I did not know a man's journey. And I honestly, I didn't have to. Um, and so when I was talking to all these men, I realized what struggles they go through and what is their journey, how so many of them don't have proper masculine, um, you know, or male role models. So many of them don't have the fathers, the uncles that show them how to be a man. And therefore, they have to do it on their own. And some of them are doing it great. Some of them are not. I realized the power and the role and the importance women play in their lives and how they sometimes are even defined 
by how many women are around them, by the attention of women. Like when they go through puberty, that's all they think about. And that's crazy. So I just, I think what I learned is appreciation for the male journey, you know, and how hard it is for him to actually look at you across the bar, get up, walk those 10 steps and face you in, in, you know, in the idea or facing the challenge or the threat that you're going to take that drink and pour it on his head. Like he's ready for that because he's standing in front of you. And so I think I just became very empathetic towards what they have to go through. Of course, there are men who are a bunch of pigs and blah, blah, blah and whatever. But I just don't focus on those men because I think once we focus on great men, these are the men that are going to surround us. And that's exactly what happened in my life. So that, that's what I would say for any woman listening. The secret to a happy relationship is also you not only understanding yourself as a woman. I think that's the first key, but also understanding men and understanding their journeys and what they go through. I really fully believe that, too, because to tell you the truth, honestly, I haven't really met that many men who are pigs. A lot of the men that are in my family, in my circle of friends are incredible people. And you're right. If you are not putting out that energy, you're not going to get that back. So (laughs) yeah, because if you think if you believe that the world is we live in a man's world and you live in a patriarchy that works every single day to make your life miserable as a woman, that's the world you're going to live in. And these are the men that you're going to attract. If you think that all men are apples or pigs, I thought that at some point, that's <laughs> what I saw. And these were the men around me. Of course, occasionally things happen. But I don't look at the world this way. And I know there's a lot of great men out there. And I want to spread this message as much as I can, because women need to hear this, especially those who are still in a victim mentality, living day in and day out. And there's more good men out there than bad ones. So let's clarify that. (laughs) I I hope so. Again, it depends on your belief. Because, yeah, it depends what you define good or bad, you know, it's 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 so different. Like there's no un- I mean, there is a universal truth to it. But again, it's like what's bad for one woman is good for another woman. You know, it's like, <laughs> how do you define that? Yeah. <laughs> if our listeners want to know more about you, Anna, where can they find you? They can go to girlskill.com, subscribe to the podcast, listen to all the episodes, and I'm preparing a lot of really good stuff. And for women actually who want to work with me, I'm opening up slots to work one-on-one together. And I'm still, you know, I mean, this is not an experiment anymore, but obviously I have group programs and one-on-one. But yeah, everything will be at girlskill.com. Thank you so much, Anna. This was such a fun extended interview. I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you gave us. Thank you, Debbie. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Anna. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with Anna where she shares how to embrace your wild and feminine nature. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.